Right, mate. Hello there. How's it going? Uh, very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. This all feels a little bit bizarre, doesn't it? Mate, it feels like um, just wrong. Yeah. Should we let the listeners in behind the curtain I, to know what's going on right now? I would love to, and I personally would love to know if they've already figured it out because we have <laughs> we have we have no idea how this is working or going to work. Within the um, first few seconds, they've already clocked. <laughs> like, well, this is wrong. Turn it off. <laughs> uh, you, you tell the listeners. Uh, well, we're recording remotely today because mm. Harry is at his home in London Town, mm-hmm. and I'm at my home in Brighton Town. Yeah. Um, so I can see you on the screen. Same. It's not that different to. It's. Uh, being sat opposite you, really. It's very similar. Uh, the only difference is I I haven't got a f- pasta feta cheese no thing what did you have did you were making pasta before we started weren't you uh no i was that, that was the plan i was going to come home um actually funny enough we're starting at pretty much the same time as if i had <laughs> yeah. uh come all the way to brighton yeah um, but i guess it takes me an hour to get home so that's not even yeah. far off very weird uh no i was going to make pasta and then i decided against it um but usually i have a little pasta with me tim might have crisps and are you a sandwich guy? I can't really remember. Sometimes I swear you just have crisps. Arrive. Yeah, that's the and thing. Then I just get a snack. I had some very questionable feeling chicken before we started. You know when you've made something and like there's the leftovers, you put it in the fridge, mm. and then there's a certain point where you eat it again a number of days later, and you th- it just feels like it was maybe one day after that was okay to eat. Yeah, and now I'm just convinced that I'm gonna get like wake up in the middle of the night with stomach cramps and or just not wake up else. at all. <laughs> yeah, I might, I might die. That chicken might have finished me off. <laughs> so interestingly, that kind of brings me onto a point. Um, I listened to a podcast <laughs> called Jack Mates Happy Hour. Um, Who's Jack, Jack Mate? He's like a YouTuber, but he's kind of does oh, other go. bits and stuff as well. No, they had this interesting segment that they've kind of uh, brought it into every time they have a guest. Um, they have pretty cool guests. So they had Ricky Gervais on the other day. They had um, some comedian called like something Sloss. Sloss. Joe Sloth. Yes. Sloth. Something Sloth. like that. He's, he's very funny. <laughs> anyway, they do this thing. So they they say, what is your favourite meal deal? Now you're allowed a like a main, a snack, and is it just a main and a snack? Got to be a drink as well, right? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it's that. Um, so main snack not and a deal, drink. Otherwise. No, no, I'm just thinking that, but uh, I was getting confused with something else, but I won't go into it. So you're allowed to choose them from different places. So you have to pick your favourite one. Go. Okay. Um, oh, and uh, for anyone who doesn't know what a meal deal is, because apparently the UK is like the only place that really does that. Oh, yeah, they're very true. <laughs> um, it's basically like quite cheap and a lot of places like WH Smith's, Boots, um... Marks and Spencers, Sainsbury's—they all do this thing where they you pay like three pound fifty, roughly three eighty, and you get a yeah. sandwich or a baguette or a pasta, and you get a snack like crisps or a chocolate bar and a drink like a bottle of Coke or whatever. Yeah. So, here we go. What's yours? Um, well, you see, I'm one of those people who, for me, what the kind of the price would have been is quite an important factor in how satisfied I feel with my meal deal. So, very interesting. Generally. Because I work near Tesco's, I'm generally at Tesco's, which is a £3 meal deal. Mm. And I love it if, like, my three items would have broken £5. I feel like I've got an absolute bargain. So I'll generally go for, like, the Innocent Smoothie. Yep. Which is like, that's, like, two fifty on its own. <laughs> that's basically the meal deal price. Everything else is a freebie. Okay, I'm kind of with you on this, yep. I'll get um, Walker's Max Paprika Crisps. Oh, not a favourite of mine, actually. They're pretty much... Nailed on every time. Okay. And I mean, I really mix up the sandwiches. I, I quite like the prawn layered pasta. What? I quite like prawn layered. Like prawn layered salad pasta thing. It's 
got a bit of salad in, bit of prawns, bit of pasta, <laughs> bit of like prawn cocktail sauce, whatever that is, Thousand Island. Yeah. That's pretty good. Interesting. Quite like a, a duck wrap. Love a duck wrap. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll have it all. I'll have the spicy chicken pasta. I'll have the deli meat baguette. Okay. As you I mean, can tell, I go there quite a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, you haven't got a favourite, have you? I'm really not no. going for it. Um, okay. So, the other two are definite favourites, but yeah, sandwich bit. Mix it up. Why not? Interesting. You only have once, don't you? Yeah. Um, the kids have, have a little phrase for that, but I can't remember what it is. Um, <laughs> I think mine, so the drink is very similar. Um, I would go for like a kind of iced coffee or something yeah. that is I mean, quite I, expensive as well. Before you even well. said it, I knew you were going to get an iced coffee. Of course. Um, it's the only possibility, really, <laughs> apart from maybe a Lucas Aid, depending on the on the situation. Yeah. Um, now, Maine, so like I said, a, pas- a pasta, a, a, a feta cheese and sun-dried tomato pasta is absolutely delightful. Yeah, that's, um, it's got you written all over it. It has me written all over it, but then I also like a very normal, like... <laughs> chicken and stuffing or a big yeah. BLT from usually I think Marks and Spencer's do quite good good, good ones of those but I think I like a te- a Tesco is pretty good one. oh yeah oh do you know what actually oh, <laughs> I've, I know the main I know my main it is the all day breakfast um, yeah that's a triple sometimes a triple um but I just absolutely adore the like the, the, just the like, they get the tomato sauce or the brown yeah. in that perfect like yeah perfect. good good ratio yeah and Have I actually go f- for ready sort of crisps which is weirds people out a little bit but what brand are you going kettle chips or Walkers ready sorted oh. Walkers crisps it's it's weird but I like that, it that's odd that's a poor maybe choice. a the salt other, and vinegar McCoys the other two I can get on board with have you ever thought that you've bought a all day breakfast triple and then you've got it back to wherever you're eating and looked at it again and you've only picked up a double and it, you're just like shit yeah because they make them look like triples yeah and then you realise it's just like a bacon and egg double yeah like, oh my god <laughs> yeah I've been ripped off <laughs> it doesn't have all the better things in it yeah terrible uh, anyway <laughs> yeah so uh, this is a music podcast um, <laughs> it is indeed and I guess we'll get onto that uh, very shortly I would just like to know very very briefly in three words, how has your week been? My week yeah. has been... Or since I saw you last. Uh, since I saw you last. It's been quite a few weeks now, maybe two or three weeks. It's, okay. it's been pretty good. Busy. Very busy. That's word um, one. Good. Busy. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a little bit sad. No. Good, busy, nice. <laughs> Actually, my first one was going to be tiresome, so... Tiresome? It's been tiresome. It's been... It's been... (laughs) Eventful. Interesting. And it's been... Surprising. Wow. Yours sounds... You're going to have to go into a bit of detail. Mine, I think we can all kind of guess the things (laughs) I've been up to. Good, busy, and nice, but yours sounds like all sorts of. I just uh, all like, manner of event has been taking place. Last week was pretty good. We um, had quite a few kind of. There was a summer party at one um, client's place, which was quite nice. fun. Uh, then the day after that, we took another client out for lunch, which ended up going on until about eight pm, um, and it was very very fun very Um, very fun and then a weekend which was nice and I definitely did do something in it but I can't remember what it was oh yeah I went to a after party for something on the Sunday and then it was a nice Monday off wasn't it Um, oh yeah lovely little bank holiday lovely little bank holiday and uh, we got knocked out of of the football we lost the final and I'm not as distraught as I thought I would be so that's the surprising bit you're not reeling no, I'm uh, I'm very much just like just wait till next year. Just can't yeah. be bothered to even think about it anymore. Yeah. So yeah, that's it's been <laughs> it's been good. It's been. That's I'm not, not going to lie. That feels a bit of an anticlimax after 
Well, I'm never going to. That those nights were quite raucous. Um, okay. I'm not going to get into why or <laughs> any of that, any of the gory details. Well, you say gory. Could you possibly put an eye on the beginning of that? Gory. 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 Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good segue onto what I assume we're going to start talking about. That's right? terrible. Uh, yes, we are absolutely going to do this. Uh, let's do it now. Let's absolutely we're do here. it now. So um, it's kind of worked. This has actually been going on in my head and in my ears ever since the Friday it was released, which was was it last Friday? It was the Friday what before is that? It. It being Tyler of the Creator's fifth studio album. Eagle. Yes. Well, well summed up. <laughs> <laughs> on to the next one. So it released on May the 17th. And uh, I, I believe both of us have been pretty blown away by it. I have indeed, yeah. Um, it's probably, I would say, made more of an impact on me than any album. Certainly, I'd say, in the last year, maybe even longer. Um, yeah. It's kind of hard to remember kind of loving something so much quite so quickly yeah um that i think was the first takeaway i had from the whole thing is that i was ready to be disappointed for some reason because i was so in love with flower boy and i thought that was perfect and we both kind of felt although actually when you looked at it it had been quite a while since Flower Boy. It yeah, almost felt a little bit premature, this one, didn't it? You it kind of thought, oh my completely God. Completely did. He's, he's rushed into another one. Shit. And then you look and realise that it's basically two years between each album he's made. And yeah. for some reason I thought it was going to be another Cherry Bomb. And I didn't hate Cherry Bomb as much as some people do. But uh, it definitely is one that I don't often go back to at all. Well, because um, we got two kind of little teasers, didn't we? Which were very... Mm. sort of bassy very fuzzy yeah and it was that not a, not a huge production. amount else yeah um, so that kind of I was expecting something totally different to what we got yeah so was I um, and it's a very short uh, album it's 39 minutes um, it doesn't feel it it really doesn't feel it it's it's because of what is inside it and how much there is to unpack 39 minutes seems like the perfect time. Yeah. So, go on. We're, we're kind of beating around the bush. Let's get into it. What what do you love about it? What's what's kind of blown you away? Blown your little socks off? So, what are you kind of obsessing over? Because I know you're really obsessing over it. I really am. Like I was uh, listening to it at work the other day and I was singing along to something and like doing all the little like beat bits and just singing all the little like synth bits oh, and whatever I bet your colleagues will and uh, <laughs> mike was just like how do you know this this well already i was just like mate i've just been listening i've listened to it three or four times a day for the last like two weeks um because that's how good it is it's so short that you can just do that um mm. also bordering upon mental um <laughs> i'd love how it's such a tight kind of um such a tight story in this small little box but there's so much in there and I feel like I'm every time I listen to it I feel like I'm surprised at something or the the structure is so kind of um not following what every everyone else is doing at the moment um it just feels like you're constantly kind of being like oh there it is there's that bit and there's so yeah. many of those moments that we've talked about plenty of times before where you you just hit, like just when like there's a, a a drum loop or a break or a sample or um a synth line or whatever you, it like wows you or like sends yeah. shivers up your spine and it, i feel like frisson. that happens the frisson um <laughs> yeah we did a whole episode on it uh <laughs> The I feel like that happens constantly, and yeah. I'm not a lyric person, and I love how I I even took notice of that because yeah, although it's not kind of it's, it's not heavy with it. No, I mean I you know I haven't gone through and kind of read the you know looked at kind of lyric sheets or whatever, but they wouldn't be long for the entirety of the album. I mean no, and you know for me often 
heavily instrumental stuff I find harder to get into. But this is all just about kind of atmosphere and texture and yeah, texture and kind of catching you off guard. It's using constantly. it's using people's vocals and things as instruments rather than having yeah. them kind of mean certain things. I mean, he barely comes onto the album until like two uh, songs on, and then the the how you kind of encapsulate it perfectly, I think, is the rap verse on the second track, Earthquake. Yeah. Um, at the end, by is it Lil Lil Carty? I don't really know who any of the features <laughs> no. are. Where, to they, be honest, I find it so hard to work out. I read and I the. Kind of, I quite like it that way because it just feels. I think sometimes you listen to, say, uh, like a Kanye album, or maybe someone more like I don't know, Lil Wayne, that kind of world where they mm. it's kind of features for the sake of features, exactly, and it kind of. They're kind of promotional as well, like get on their yeah. album and then you can be on theirs and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and like sometimes it kind of takes you out of it because the person doesn't, doesn't it either doesn't kind of fit in with everything else or they're kind of talking about something else a lot of the time. And you, In this, even when you've got, like, there's a few songs which Solange is singing on, but she, it's never like, oh, Solange has popped up. Yeah, exactly. It's just kind of, oh, we're still in the universe that is Eagle. And I kind of, I love that about it. Everything, everything is in its place for a reason and kind of sparsely enough to not remove you from the experience of the album. Yeah, per- perfectly said. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, um, I would say like LaRue is on the album and... That's a weird one, isn't it? Where did... I definitely like, think I know where it is. Um, but just where did he find LaRue? I know. <laughs> well, that's the thing about I'd him. I'd completely he's, forgotten about He keeps this stuff. He's a bit like Kanye, I guess. He keeps this stuff in his memory. And then when he's got this line or something he wants, he's like, this is the voice I need. I need like... And not that he writes it for that voice, but he writes it and he knows how it has to sound. He knows the timbre yeah. has got to be. He knows the kind of everything. And he knows who is going to be best for that. And I feel like maybe he just had that kind of thing yeah. in his head. I think it's in Gone Gone. Well, I certainly know it is now because he brought the um, uh, features and all the kind of credits and stuff out. But my yeah. guess was that it was the Gone 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 that little bit in Gone Gone. Yeah. Um, and I'm now I know that she's in that. I'm almost positive that's it. Yeah. Uh, I actually tweeted him and asked him. Um, <laughs> did not <laughs> did hear reply? a reply. <laughs> no. But Bastard. We'll move on, I guess. And, hope we'll find out one day um yeah i think it's absolutely mind-bogglingly brilliant and i've heard a lot of people who aren't tyler fans really enjoying it yeah and it feels like i know it's it's quite boring to say now because i think everyone's saying it but it feels like a play it feels like it feels like um just this little film like it feels so visual um, yeah, you can see the universe that it's in almost, and I guess a lot of that is in how he's promoted it and who yeah. Igor well, is and that stuff, color schemes, blah blah blah. But I completely agree. So maybe let's should we listen to a track and yep. then maybe talk about all the other stuff that's like around it. So you know, artwork, videos, yeah, you know, a certain little appearance in a certain little city, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Um, cool. Have you got a song? I'll let you pick. Okay, I'm going to go with I Think. It's maybe one of my favourite tracks. Perfect. Here we go. Here it is.
attention. I'm off balance, I need some fix on. I'm your puppet, you are Jim Henson. So that was, I think, from the Record Eagle that we are talking about right now. Um, I just want to quickly say before we move on to anything else, I absolutely love, like, I admire how he's kept in his vocals, his kind of, like, filler vocals that end up being exactly what the album needs. Like yeah. he can't, he can't, he, he can hold, he can hold a note, but he's very often he's off key. Um, well, I think it's one of, you know, obviously Kanye worked on this album and mm. is, has been quite a sort of major influence on Tyler yeah. over the years. Um, and th- there's definitely moments on this record that, that feel very Kanye-esque to me. Mm. And I also think it's an interesting uh, evolution in, in Tyler's career that he's singing I think it's that moment where artists kind of find their confidence to just express themselves however however they yeah. wish. You know, Kanye got to that level like four albums where he, you know, AO8s and Heartbreaks where it's yeah. you know completely singing that. <laughs> well, we're not quite there with Tyler. I don't think we're that far off either that. No. Well, he um, said he said in his live show that he did uh, which will be able to move on from that actually. Um yeah. he said in his live show uh, that he did in LA that's he thought about getting singers in and people that could do it, but no one's going to speak their truth more than him. Yeah. Um, so it's quite very important. Now, speaking of playing live to an audience, <laughs> playing the whole yeah. album live to an audience, um, what happened on the 18th of May? Saturday it was. Well, we, we I was in Brighton. You were in London, yeah. about to come down for your brother's birthday. When Yeah, I was. First thing that morning, I log onto Instagram and I see a video of Eagle, full, <laughs> like, get up Eagle. So, like, he's got the bleach blonde, like, bowl hair. cut. Yeah, I know. He's really stolen my look. <laughs> yeah. I quite like it. <laughs> I feel like it's a real he's vindication. He's making it cool. <laughs> um, but with his, like, pink suit with, like, a red sleeve and one red leg, white Doc Martens on, like... Mm kind of air punching outside Buckingham Palace and uh, anyone who's been a fan of Tyler over the years here in the UK will know that he was banned from the country by then Home Secretary then Prime Minister uh, Theresa May um, and hasn't been allowed back pretty much through throughout all of his fame so yeah, basically four when I first years, saw I it I was like is that is that just some kind of lookalike 
because mm. it's kind of hard to tell because he's got sunglasses on as well so you can't really tell if it's him it, look, yeah, it definitely looks like him his hair is quite low down to on his face as well that covers his like yeah. whole forehead yeah um, but then you read the caption it, it turns out yeah he's in London and he's gonna be announcing a secret show like the same day which is obviously majorly exciting but for us because we had other plans that we couldn't get out of also was kind of completely gutting like yeah I know it I was truly was it was, I was like, probably oh, come on. in a sulk that yeah. morning yeah like, I can't believe I'm gonna have to miss uh, this amazing yeah. amazing event so um, I, I set off for Brighton and it was around then that he released where he was going to be yeah which see buildings or something bus bussy building in Peckham <laughs> which is about 10 minutes maybe less than 10 minutes on a bus from me from where I live yeah. And I was absolutely fuming. <laughs> I thought, are you kidding me? We are right next to that. And now I'm not seeing it. Yeah. Um, we both said that it felt like we had been grounded. And like yeah. everyone else was out having fun. And we were just like sat inside, not being allowed to go out and play. Exactly. It, I mean, it was FOMO. It's like most evil. Yeah. Um, but, and there's a big but. <laughs> this is England. <laughs> And this yeah. is London, and people don't play by the rules. <laughs> no, we're all mad. Um, the show was cancelled. Yeah. Because people were mad, and also, I kind of don't blame them. I think, yeah. don't do that, Tyler. <laughs> you're yeah. you're bigger than than what you were trying to do. Um, like, it sounded great, but it needed to be organised better. You can't do that. If it was like Hyde Park or something, then fine. Yeah, but like from what I could tell from the video, I've never been to the venue, or I'm not even sure it is a venue, just the place that he was planning to play. Yeah, like from the videos I saw, it looks pretty small. Like it it's was. just not going to happen. It was always going to end in chaos. Yeah. Um. So yeah, people like climbing over the fences. They decided it wasn't safe. Got cancelled. Um. But with a promise to come back soon, and I think he kind of loved that it got cancelled. That was very much the vibe. Yeah, I got. he he was he kind of said. Um, Oh, you, I was going to do something nice for you, but you all got too rowdy. But I kind of yeah. love that you did get too rowdy. Yeah. Um, I mean, of course he is. Look at him. <laughs> he, yeah. he would do exactly the same thing. Well, um, one of the things he's got in trouble for before was inciting a riot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's why it was always going to get cancelled. As soon as like yeah. one one person more than they expected turns up, it yeah. was getting cancelled. Um now he did release some tickets to some shows in Brixton for September Ooh, and we managed to cop some tickets yeah um, you're in on the Monday right I'm going on the Monday yep yeah. which um, in, a, in a way I'm kind of jealous that you get to see it first so you'll know what to expect but in another way I know that you're going to have loved it so much that you're going to be annoyed that I'm going to be able to see it again probably yeah no, you're right. Whenever you see something you love, you're like, oh, I wish I could see that again. And you hate everyone else's I mean, going. My plan is to try and get to the Wednesday one as well. Because um, <laughs> I would like to see it with you and Meek. Um, yeah. And, but I, I knew he would add new dates. So I didn't, I didn't want to go for the Tuesday. Yeah. And the Monday, yeah, like you say, I kind of like the idea of seeing him for the first time in yeah. the UK. Um, so it's going to, it's, it's, it's going to be great. I, I'm absolutely yeah. buzzing for it. So excited. Um, and back to the record. Um, one thing I forgot to say about the song that we played is that the bridge in that song almost made me t- cry. Uh, and I don't know why. I'll never be able to say. I just remember being like, oh, that was just so beautiful. And <laughs> just like how perfectly pieced together it was. I have no idea. But um, this album does that to me. It's really hitting you. It really is. It's um, it's a really special piece of work, I think. Yeah, and what what I would kind of like to point out, I know we've just talked about his like his outfit and his haircut and all that, like the character Igor, but mm. just the whole visuals around it. Like, I've kind of bought into all that stuff as much as I bought into the record. I think that is in the in the build up. I was really excited for it anyway, but that kind of that kind of vivid otherworldly kind of style that certainly Flower Boy had and I think to some extent previous work did too but it's kind of gone on to a whole nother level with this one mm-hmm. um, but like even just like the merch like the Vote Eagle like lawn signs and 
like yeah. all that kind of stuff. I I just I it's just like think create, it's brilliant. And he's like kind of created a world around Igor and that. Do you do you yeah. find it funny how um Flower Boy was probably more it's more like picturesque as a thing. Yeah. Um but Igor is less visual in terms of painting a scene, but it almost like like Flower Boy basically tells you what you're what you're meant to be envisaging, whereas yeah. Igor allows you to kind of do it in your own head. Like it gives you yeah. it gives you just enough. Um, I don't really know what I'm trying to say. It's just no, I know exactly what you mean because I think people keep talking about the kind of narrative that runs through this through Igor, and that, clearly there is a narrative. It's it's a love story essentially, mm. or a story of a relationship you know starting with excitement and breaking down, mm. but. I, for me, that just doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like the focus of it. Like, it almost feels incidental in a way. It, it's just a kind of exploration of, yeah, of another world and of another, and the the, kind, the character's kind of the way of guiding you through it. But I don't. Yeah, Flower Boy is very much a story, very mm. much a narrative, and that is the most important part of it. I think it doesn't feel the same way to me. No. I think Igor took three, you know, four or five listens before you really start to piece together the story he might be portraying. Yeah. I think it, you, after the first couple, you're like, no, there's definitely something in there, but it's not obvious. Um, and then you kind of piece it all together yourself and just kind of make it more of a story and te- instead of it just being told to you. Um, so I, I, I mostly agree. Um, but I now can't listen to it without kind of picturing the scenes of the whole. Oh yeah, and for sure it's there. Yeah, but this idea that it's the most important part, I'm not. I'm not so sure that for me it is. No, no. Um, and there's no big like this isn't going to be. This isn't an album that people are just focusing on the fact that it could be about a girl, could be about a boy, blah blah blah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's I think very obviously about a boy. Yeah. Um, just listen to the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we finish on another track from the album and yeah, um, actually before we do that let's just talk about how the album ends because I think that is almost one of like his worst best songs ever or like the way it's made it really encapsulates like what it is to be Tyler Creator and just do anything and you don't have to he could have had these huge strings it's, it's basically this huge song this huge ending um anthem but it's it's still got his kind of crappy vocals and and kind of yeah. the piece together like um layers of of not quite perfectly recorded instrumentation and blah 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 and it's it's, it's a bit scrappy but in this such a a, a wonderful way and it yeah. fully intends to be i think like it's completely in line with the rest of the production from the from the album, um, yeah. I think if somebody heard it standalone, they might think that it wasn't great. But when you listen to it, uh, do you find yourself uh, listening to the album as a whole all the time, or do you just listen to specific yeah, I, songs I, I and go, stuff? I just go top to bottom, really. Um, yeah, same. I think a handful of times I've maybe I've maybe kind of dropped in at a certain point, but mm. no, not not particularly. Um. Yeah, I do the same. Mm-hmm. I listen. I yeah. just, I just click uh, Eagles theme and wait to the very end. Yeah. Well, as you've as you've just talked about, and people are going to be wondering, I feel like we might as well end on "Are We Still Friends?" Yep. Let's do that just because we're there. Cool. So I've just uh, decided to do a new rating system. Uh, Eleven out of ten for Eagle. Interesting. <laughs> we haven't talked about that. I, I apologise. Okay, so <laughs> here is uh, Are We Still Friends by Tyler the Creator.
So that was Tyler the Creator. I think we did a pretty good job of rounding that album up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel happy about it. Um, so you might remember at the beginning when you asked me to describe my month or week or whatever it was in three words. One of them was busy. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? I do. <laughs> it's weird because you're not here and I can't really see you on the camera, like. <laughs> Your facial expressions. I feel the need to like ask you if you're listening because when I'm talking, <laughs> are you even listening? Um, yes, I've been busy because in just nine days, uh, the second staging of our all day mini festival, big gig type thing in Brighton <laughs> is happening. It's Utopia 2.0, and. Um, it's been getting me very stressed, I'm not going to lie, but mm. it's going to be an unbelievable day. Two it questions. Is... Harry, number one, have you bought your ticket yet? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we both know that off mic you just told me that you hadn't, so... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't bought it yet. Absolutely. I... It's nice to know that you would lie it's, to the listeners it's... like that. 
It's payday tomorrow, um, and I'll buy it then. Question number two, though. Are you excited? I'm very excited. I think the lineup looks brilliant. Yeah. Um, I think we've I mean, last, it last year it was great, and this year you kind of built on that. Do you know what the secret is? Good emails? No. Uh, the secret is that I picked loads of the lineup this year. Last year it was pretty much all Jack. Interesting. Just saying. At least you're not um, being there. Smug about it. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but it I looks think great. But like, say for example, John Myrtle. That was a yeah. that was a suggestion of mine. I think that's one that people are pretty excited for. Buzzing for Cyril the Slug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's gonna be. It's gonna bring down the house. It's a bit of a yeah. shame that he's on. He's fourth on, so he's gonna be pretty early in the day. Mm. And I think everyone's gonna have a bit of a job topping Cyril the Slug. It's such a an instant classic that yeah yeah good luck to the five people above um so yeah i thought i would just take the opportunity to uh blow my own trumpet (laughs) um promote it on my own podcast huh i said that you're talented talented i am yeah flexible (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but (laughs) Should anyone happen to be listening to this in Brighton and listening to it before Saturday, the 8th of June, there are still, at time of recording, about 50 to 60 tickets left. They're going to go quick. It's time to snap them up. 10 bands, 12 quid, and an unbelievable day. And you'll see me and Harry there in real life. Mm. What more could you want? Woof. Absolutely nothing. So here is... Did you just woof? Yeah. Can you do any other animal noises about it? Mm. <laughs> that was approving. I like it. Thank you. Um, so we're going to put a little medley in here in a second, or at least Harry is. I'm just going to say that we're, we're <laughs> going to put it in. <laughs> um, and this is going to be a mix of Buddha Blood, Rain Burns, Mystic Peach, Public Body, John Myrtle, Beach Tape, Nancy, Hotel Lux, Cagool, and Heavy Lungs. Maybe not all of them, but some of those in a mix. Utopia, 2009. Team. 2009. <laughs> it's 10 years since that. <laughs> and we're still going. <laughs> uh, yeah, please come down. It's going to be great.
swiftly on uh, I know we normally try and pack loads of music into an episode but this month this week there was really only two things to talk about and they both happened to come out on the same day I've yeah. forgotten that date but you said it earlier 17th of May um, and it was quite um, I apologise but <laughs> this artist featured on Eagle yes he did his name is Slow Tie and um, it was a little bit unfortunate, I suppose, that his album came out on the same day as Tyler for us because it took me about a week to really go and listen to mm. uh, Nothing Great About Britain, the record is called, um, in depth and kind of really dig into it because obviously I was just distracted. But I was absolutely delighted to find a piece of work that I think is, okay, maybe not quite as good, but pretty, pretty brilliant nonetheless. Uh you couldn't really wish to listen to two more different albums, I would say. Yeah. Um, um, have, have I mentioned to the listeners that I saw Slow Tie a couple of months ago in London? I don't think you have, but tell us about it. Um, so it made me kind of apprehensive about the debut album because I, I kind of rate him as a performer and mm-hmm. I think he has a lot to say. And I do like him, and I was a big fan of Doorman. Um, yep. But I think it says a lot that Miramasa, Harry's just a mug. Uh, <laughs> it does Best part. say quite a bit that Miramasa produced that. Um, yep. I I find uh, his, his his set was was not good, but it wasn't really his fault. It was because of the the venue. It was in like a weird boxing ring, and it was it was just far too. There were not enough people there. I mean, it got to the point where he had to tell the the crowd to to move into a certain place, so it didn't seem so ridiculous. Um, and uh, I was just listening to some of the tracks and just thought it, it seems a little bit like meh, like nothing is. Um, like they're, they're these punchy tracks, and that's all great. But because I'm not really somebody who listens to lyrics as much as instrumentation, it kind of it made me think. I don't think this is really going to be the album for me. Uh, funny enough, the guy who does dissect 
was mm-hmm. did a little eagle um thing and he said that he listens to instrumentation and his mate was more of a lyric person and i thought we were exactly that oh, um nice but balance it's a, it's a very nice balance the perfect balance really um but this record <laughs> did drop and i really have dug deep into the lyrics and the meaning and a lot of those things and i'm i'm quite pleased with what i'm hearing yeah, I mean, it's it's in some ways that kind of classic uh, sort of state of the nation type mm. um, social commentary. It, it starts with the title track, uh, Nothing Great About Britain, which it, it sets the tone for what's to come, kind of places you in um, a, sort of in a council estate in a rundown um, sort of Midlands town. Um, and that's kind of where where you feel you stay for the whole thing and never really um, moves on. For someone who's garnered quite a lot of, um, you know, press and coverage and I guess, you know, spotlight already, um, it's interesting that while you get a couple of features from, you know, maybe slightly bigger names um, on the record, it, it it never seems to want to do too much. It's quite happy to be quite DIY, quite, um, you know, pieced together and gritty. And yeah. um, I, re- I really love that about it. I think... He's a very characterful like, person, isn't he? Like One of the things I like about him is that he's he's a bit scary, isn't he? he kind yeah, of he's terrifying. He's, um, he's got the eyes that just pierce right through you. Like, yeah. like Jesus Christ. But he's he's a very humble man. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he comes across really well soft. in interviews. Yeah. Um, and yeah, by all means, seems seems lovely. But um, you know, when I mean, Sex Pistols clearly are a big influence on this record, and he even mm. talks about them on a number of tracks. Um, but you know, when you hear people talk about the Sex Pistols when they first came out, and they just like had parents like shitting themselves in terrace houses, and like yeah. no one could quite like cope with what was coming. I'm not saying he's had quite that impact, but like, you do look at him, and he's got that edge and that kind of weirdness in a good yeah. way that makes me think oh I'm, I'm just really like buying into this straight it's, away I like that he kind of freaks me out and you know he again to go back to artwork which we were talking about on Eagle the the artwork for this record it's him in kind of some stocks so his head and arms are like locked in a big wooden kind of vice thing mm. uh, outside the council flat it's like high rise building that he grew up in um but he's completely naked and has got this absolutely like Demon maniac grin. look on his face. <laughs> he yeah. looks he, again. He looks mental. But again, it, it it's all these little bits that just set the tone for. It's not obviously not a character piece. It's it's totally honest and kind of um, autobiographical. A lot of the record, but you know, you you really get to know who Slow Tie is. And you do, and I think you soon quickly realise it's a it's a, it's a punk album. Like yeah. it's more more than anything, and I think that's that's quite important important because it's quite hard to pin down kind of exactly, yeah, what the genre is necessarily. You might just think it's kind of this kind of grimy hip hoppy thing, not hip hop, yeah. but you know, in that in that realm. And, and I actually, think it's really, yeah. And I think it's a really interesting like juxtaposition to what else is going on in grime at the moment. I know on the last episode we played uh, Vossy Bop, mm. and like you you know you listen to the lyrical content on that and even look at the artwork for that which looks like a kind of champagne bottle and it's you know it's like um the things it aspires to be is very glamorous and very kind of yeah. uh, you know yuppie kind of upper class type you know we've elevated to um you know musical royalty or whatever the the messaging seems to kind of be whereas this is totally the other end of the spectrum this yeah. is you know this is all on my terms i'm you know i'm against the establishment i'm you know something completely independent something completely new and i love that about him and i love yeah. that about this record that's a it's a very good similarity because you know the you, you do get that like stormzy you know for everything he's done for the grime scene um what he's trying to kind of it that the vossy bop thing does just seem like this kind of uh it's glamorous 
it's yeah. it seems very glamorous and and slow tide just isn't glamour and uh he's kind of real yeah not that Stormzy isn't but you know just in terms of what they're producing at the moment um this is kind of a step away from how the big heights of grime have have got yeah, yeah. completely um and the, you know there's a little moment at the end of the first track he calls the queen a cunt and like just that <laughs> just straight off the bat you know as a you know an anti-royalist myself obviously he's kind of you know preaching to the choir the choir here but at the same time i just i just like that he's got that lairiness he's got he, you know he feels a bit wild and a bit unpredictable i'm pretty sure um, you can go to prison for that can't you <laughs> Yeah, probably. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he rocks up in one of his videos like eating a swan. <laughs> <laughs> Just like uh, Tyler Crater with the beetle, whatever it was. Yeah. The roach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But a swan. <laughs> it's, it's a bit different. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, you know, to kind of remove... Not remove, that's the wrong word. But like to kind of focus less on the kind of political or... Um, you know, kind of scene that it's setting and just purely on it as a a piece of music. There's some absolute bangers on this record. Um, you mentioned Doorman, which is obviously that was the lead single. It came out quite a long time ahead of the album, actually. I feel like even last year. Um, but going through it, there's a song called Gorgeous that I absolutely love. Um, a song called Peace of Mind that I really love. Mm. Northampton's Child is great. Drug Dealer's great. Drug Dealer's um, Wicked. You know, there, there's just track after track after track after track it's 51 minutes long and 17 songs and there's not really a bum one in there at all it kind of it really just relentlessly flies through it shows a lot of different um you know it's got a lot of different vocal delivery shows like real range it's not monotonous um i think it's a really really impressive piece of work and like you know for a debut for album a debut, yeah you know it's kind of crazy um and the fact that to go back to it, you know, the fact that Tyler's obviously, you know, decided to work with him, that's a pretty big endorsement for some. Yeah, massively. And it's not even because of labels and stuff. They're on separate labels, I think. But it, it, it one of the things that went through my mind with this record um, is how big of a debut album it is and that there are so many bands that we grew up with who first albums yeah they were big but the uh, all of the eyes weren't on them the, yeah. the eyes weren't on them to deliver the first time and they get a few tries to really start to put out their best work and I feel like the, the quality of some debut albums that we're getting in recent years and especially this yeah, is kind of mad because yeah. everyone's just you know everyone knows them so well I mean they've got millions and millions of followers before they've even released an yeah, album it's bizarre isn't it it's a it totally is. different world yeah. Um, yeah. So I think we should end the album on a the album the episode <laughs> on a slow tie track. But I've just realised that we didn't touch on something in the rest of it, so I'm just going to drop this in here quickly now because I know the world is wondering your thoughts in particular, Harry. Uh, full Glastonbury lineups out. Mm. What do you think? Uh, I feel like they've only added a couple extra names, but I f- feel more happy than I did a, f- a few months ago when the kind of first poster was released yeah um, when you see the times you start to look through the weekend you're like oh my god like every day there's loads of stuff that i'm excited to yeah. go to i really a am lot of clashes for me as well i'm actually quite annoyed i really really was looking forward to seeing billy eilish and uh she's playing at the same time as vampire weekend would you would you pick billy I don't think I will because I haven't seen Vampire Weekend yet, but I, there's something in me that thinks if I'm on a bit of a, a mad one, they both. Kind she of she really puts on a show. Uh, I think it's like, well, Vampire Weekend are playing before the headliner, so it's around like oh, half eight, nine ish. Yeah. Um, oh, see that that's the wrong time sh- for them. They're daytime. They're sun. Yeah, they are. But Billy really puts on like a, a, a show like the it's yeah. vi- their proper visuals and stuff but it's Vampire Weekend isn't it I mean yeah I mean you've got it's got to be done isn't it yeah it do it does it do it do um, <laughs> it bloody do also something that we've talked about a lot since knowing all of this stuff is that there's a TBA on the John Peel stage uh, headlining, headlining on Saturday night Saturday night and 
It's gonna be Foles. Isn't it? It's gonna be Foles. Um, I would love it to be Tyler the Creator. It's not going to be. <laughs> it's not going to be Tyler Creator. Um, I was thinking, what if it's Kidsy Ghosts? I mean, it's not. Um, it's Foles. <laughs> I mean, we all know it's Foles. Um, yeah. it's one hundred percent Foles. It just to, imagine to the point not where I it. almost feel like it can't be just because it's so savage. Yeah, obvious we've never. I feel like we've never really known. 30 days before a festival who the yeah. uh, like the secret slot's going to be but yeah. it just makes so much sense um, yeah um, but a few cool additions I always purely mainly because of where we camp but also because it's like the first act you see of the weekend I'm always interested who's going to open the other stage on mm. the Friday it's the vaccines which would be cool like yeah that's a bit more of a kind of I didn't see that that's one that I'm quite you know I'll be pretty excited there'll be loads of good sing-along moments in that yeah. Um, so yeah I, I'm happy with it I'm happy with it too like I say a lot of clashes for me I think it's Sunday night that's just like it feels like every single stage I want to watch yeah I mean but. that's the thing when you when you first when that first thing comes out and it's like yeah it's got some good names and no one ever likes the headliners and blah 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 everyone's yeah. like oh I'm glad I'm not going and then this stuff happens and then it's like oh yeah there's three billion people playing. Yeah. I will be absolutely fine when it comes to watching stuff. Yeah. And then all of the la- I've seen exactly. loads of really good DJ sets. There's going to be and like, it's just going to be wicked. It looks oh, astonishing. It's going to be so good, so very um, good. But yeah, Saturday night. Oh, what I will say is that um, Liam Gallagher and then the Killers on the Pyramid stage. That is, that is probably shit. Uh, not happening. It's- <laughs> That's such a rubbish booking, the pair of them. Liam How's Liam Gallagher. Gallagher got himself onto the pyramid stage second to headliner? I have no idea. <laughs> Bloody, I I would rather have, in fact, I. this isn't even saying much, I, I think I'd definitely rather have Capaldi. Lewis Capaldi, he's just, there. I'd, yeah, no, I know, I'm, I'm just going to go and watch his, <laughs> like, the very beginning where he's just talking and then go... And then come back when he's like saying goodbye and maybe talking. <laughs> I just want to skip out the songs. Yeah. Um, yeah. The good thing about that though is Saturday night, hopefully there'll be like the, there'll be a lot of kind of moths to the flame of Liam Gallagher. It might clear the rest of the festival for us to yeah. have a bit more fun because a certain type of person might prefer to watch him. Yeah, they definitely would. <laughs> <laughs> Shangri-La is going to be empty <laughs> the kids will all be at Liam <laughs> arms behind their backs yeah cagoules on <laughs> bucket hats <laughs> plenty of bucket hats uh, nice one wicked well uh, I think that kind of brings this episode to a close first one doing it remotely how do you feel about it uh, I, I feel that it went really well I'm going to find yeah. out later that you've been recording it wrong and yeah, I haven't recorded it, right, it at all know it. so <laughs> we'll find out if this ever sees the light of day um, <laughs> and I, I believe it will it's been fun it's been there uh, I've enjoyed this me too mate right well until next month I've been Tim and I've been Harry this has been Tracks, and taking us out is Slow Tie with title track from his new album Nothing Great About Britain see you next time Bye-bye. I said there's nothing great about the place we live in. Nothing great about Britain. About Britain. Sip a cup of tea and I'm suspicious. Nothing great about Britain. Bottle of Bucky. In Buckingham Palace. There's coppers from Scotland all the way down to Dagnum. Waving a black cab. Marching the fab, had to skip the flats. I ain't chasing the dragon. You look like death warmed up. She in a spice, just a coma. I ain't dizzy. I'm just a boy in the corner. Call me King Whitey, puking up off a corner. All I tasted is coma. As well, restraining order. I put manners on a punk, cause I haven't had my skunk. Miss Teddy, I ain't ten. I'll squeeze your neck until you pop. I was waiting on my friends outside the local shops. See the feathers turning red. White beauty, oldest one, walking across the Thames. Firing slingshots, cause it's Nino, Nino. Then waiting, cause Paul. I'm a product, yeah, they made me I wear chains like my granddad did in slavery Your bars black as Ainsley, that's bounty Appropriate the culture before they take heat Change we mold
shake and break, please. Cause these industries are trying to constrain we Pick it up, you pull it down, bend it. It breaks and we can't fix it in our green. I'm a geezer, bunch drop the builder, ain't none better. So cool, gangster, I'll put cheese in your cellar. I ain't now for popping bottles. What's up, fella? You play the decoy, I'll take food from the cellar. Top lad, oi, 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 oi. Oi, girl, what's your ploy? That man's your boy. I'll snap, man, way too coy. Three lines, real McCoy. Your EDL, real English boy. St. George's flag, Doc Martin boy. Call a slag, but don't mean it, boy. Don't ask, don't get how you get. Nice things, life moves fast, roundabouts in swings, swings and roundabouts. You're round my kid. Grass in always greener where the other side lives. Nothing great about Britain. Tea and biscuits, mashed jelly eels, and a couple of little trinkets. East End, you feel Mitchell, get stabbed with the fillets. And on my heart, I swear I'm proud to be British. I wouldn't lie, if you're an English rose, I wouldn't lie to you, I tell you how it is, I will treat you with the utmost respect, only if you respect me a little bit Elizabeth, you can't.